Good morning, Abuja, and a lovely morning to you wherever you are tuned in from. This is still the studios of Kravlo Radio 104.5 FM, your family love station on the hills of Mbappe here in the nation's capital. A great Friday morning. It is the 29th day of the month of September 2023. It's gone 11 minutes past the hour of 9, and a warm welcome to the podium. Sorry, the program is starting a little late. I had to put a few things in place. Yes, and um, for those joining us for the very first time, Podium is our flagship news and current affairs program on policy, strategy, and good governance. However, it is a Friday, so once again, it is NOI Pulse Friday. Today, we'll get to talk about Nigeria, however, in figures and in numbers. My name is Oke, and I'm your host. I have uh, Mwamimi Temi Dayo, communications officer, NOI Pulse, here with me in the studios. How are you today, David? I'm very fine. Good morning, okay. Okay, and um, you're welcome to the program. It's a pleasure being here. Mm, okay, so I know so many of um, us are actually craving a TGIF. It's Friday. Yeah, yes, we'll get to that. Let's, uh, let's uh, talk business. Let's talk Nigeria exactly. first. Yes. Okay, so um, we also have uh, Ezram Ajanya here with us in the studios. He is a head of programs at the Kuka Center. How are you today, Ezram? I'm fine, thank you. Okay, and uh, you're welcome, and um, nice to have you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Okay, Abuja, just um, uh, hold on to those calls while we have a look at what we are going to be discussing today. Let's have um, Omar talk us through it. All right, thank you. Okay, good morning, Abuja. Good morning, Nigeria. Uh, so today we'll be discussing the Independence Day poll conducted by NOI polls in commemoration of the um, October 1st mm, celebration. Okay, that, that's um, on Sunday. Yes, that's on Sunday. Okay. So that's coming up. And um, so, uh, as regards this, the NOI polls took it up to get the perceptions of Nigerians as regards their expectations and their views, as regards um, this Independence Day celebration of coming up and how they've perceived the 63 years of experience mm, okay. of, of independence. Mm. So, um, we conducted this poll to fill the post of Nigerians. And um, the first question we asked them, we asked, um, their greatest achievement of Nigeria in the past 63 years. And, you know, it's very interesting to find out that 31% of adult Nigerians are saying there is no achievement. Wow. Yes. Uh, another 14% are saying democracy. 9% said national unity. Uh, we have 7% that said um, telecommunications. We have 3% that said large population. So we are growing. Mm. Then um, we have 36% that have other reasons. Mm. And um, so we stem it down to what should Nigeria focus on in the next one year. And 28% um, said the economy. 21% said insecurity. 13% said poverty alleviation. 9% said job creation. And 8% said corruption I still have other uh, responses to mm. this also and um so we further asked the greatest challenge in the past 63 years that nigerians feel nigeria is going through and um 23 said insecurity 20 percent said economic issues um another 20 percent said corruption 17 percent said bad leadership and 20 percent of adult Nigerians gave other reasons. Now, in terms of um, trust for institutions that we have yeah. in Nigeria, so we just stem it down. We have INEC, we have the judiciary, we have the president and members of his cabinet. We have the law enforcement agencies. And um, we rated this on a scale of um, one to five when it comes to their level of um, trust. And um, we have, in our options, we have um, 
trust, like completely trust, just trust. Some said they don't trust at all. Then there's trust and there's neutral and we have people that don't know. Now, we asked them their level of trust for INEC. And it's so interesting to find out that 25% of other Nigerians say they completely trust and some say they just trust INEC in terms okay. of what they are doing. And, you know, 57% are saying no trust at all Whoa. and no trust. Whoa. We have 13% who are neutral. We have 5% that say they don't know. So now, moving on to the judiciary, we have 28% of other Nigerians that said they completely trust and trust. We have 56% that said no trust at all and no trust. Then we have 15% of other Nigerians that are saying they are neutral and another 5% that said they don't know. So we moved it also to the level of trust Nigerians have for the presidency and is members of cabinet mm. and 26 uh, percent are saying they completely trust and some say they trust then we have another merger of 50 percent that said no trust at all and no trust we have 18 percent of other nigerians that said they are just neutral and we have six percent that said they don't know so moving to the law enforcement agencies we have 32 percent that said they completely trust and they trust. We have 47% that said they don't trust at all and, they tr and uh, no trust. We have 18% that said they are neutral and we have 5% that said they don't know. So, okay, this is a perception of Nigerians. Mm, um, I don't know. The negative answers are quite on the you know, rather high side. Yes. Okay. Um, Abuja, um, let, we will uh, go over um, to our phone line. Let's have um, one of our resource um, persons actually speak to us. Um, he is um, Prince uh, Timothy Ofebu, a veteran journalist and a political analyst. So let's quickly uh, get to the phone lines. Let's get to hear him what um, the views. So let's hear some of the views he actually holds. Hello. Hello. Uh, good, uh, good morning, sir. Sorry. How are you today, sir? Fine. Okay, so um, sir, this is okay, Anya, and you're live on the podium NOI polls uh, this morning. Good morning. Okay, good morning, sir. And um, sir, can I go ahead and um, talk to you? Let's um, uh, uh, dialogue. Let's speak on one or two things. Okay. Okay, so you're very well acquainted with what we're discussing this morning. It's on um, the Independence Day. Yes. Okay, so if um, I should ask, right? Now, so many Nigerians, you know, when you speak about um, the independence day, that's October 1st, uh, so many Nigerians just see it as a day to sit at home. It's another public holiday, you know, um, a day to go sightseeing, visit one mall or the other, take pictures, you know, just a day of merrymaking. But you as an individual, what do you make of October 1st? Well, Janet Kennedy said, ask not what your country will do for you. Mm. They ask what you will do for your country. Yeah. And Nigerians have done so much for this country. From our gallant soldiers that are fighting the insurgents, the bandits, the kidnappers, to our policemen, to our pensioners, they have not paid. 
after so many years in service, so the youth that are running about without getting any jobs, so all of us that pay our fat, 7% for anything we consume, our taxes, we apply. The question we will ask today, what have Nigerians done for us that we should celebrate? Oh, okay. So, as an individual, to be honest, when I was growing up at 53, I know we were so green, white, green, go flag, go and march, celebrate, cry about our nation. But I don't think my not a church called the Christ Embassy, but I see their members all over Abuja and Lagos uh, driving and uh, trumpeting. I don't think an average Nigeria is in a celebration mood. How can we celebrate, okay? For what? Celebrating lost years, years of locust, years of infrastructure decay. Are we celebrating 87 trillion we are owing? Are we celebrating that we are using undeliberately 97 of our national income to service, 97% to service the debts we are owing? Are we celebrating that we don't have one single hospital? That our presidents are going to other nations mm. for medical treatment, including the Minister of Health. And um, Prince, you know, you know, you know, the part that really strikes me about it all is um, when uh, that was three years ago when um, it was the um, pandemic period, right? Um, it, it exposed a lot about our health sector. And um, we thought that uh, many Nigerians had hoped that um, Nigeria was, you know, we, we were going to take home some lessons from that. But it's actually seeming on the contrary. Okay, nobody take lessons in this country. Can I shock you that COVID-19 you mentioned in Madagascar, that is not a legal state, try to produce something? They hear you have so many professors of biology, professors of medicine, wearing all sorts of academic gowns and titles and uh, things they call themselves. They can't produce things. The immediate past great lady of this country, God bless her soul, she came out to me and said, There is no Panadol in Azoroth Clinic. No Panadol. So we are not going to celebrate national decay. If we will be indoors and weep and reflect and say, why are our youth escaping from Nigeria? Because if you say they are leaving Nigeria, or do you go to the passport office or you go to any embassy, you will know how our youth are fleeing this country. Okay. We celebrating that every doctor and nurse are leaving this country that the children of Minister of Education cannot school in any school in Nigeria. What exactly are we celebrating? Okay, so now, Prince, um, let me just... um. Uh, pause you a little. Uh, we have a guest here with us in the studios. Uh, let me just let's just hear from him um, now. Uh, okay, so uh, Edrom, uh, this is um, sixty three years, right? Yeah. And um, sixty three years is quite a long time. Yeah. Right. And um, going by that, how do you think we have fared over these years as a nation? Of course. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. Um, I think when you look at things um, from the current state and the expectations independence brought, um, you will feel that there has been a progressive disillusionment with, um, with independence. 
um, you hear some people say that, oh, maybe we should have been like South Africa and had the uh, colonial masters stay for longer and sort certain mm, things out before, I have heard that severally as well. before um, handing over, um, power yeah. mm. over to us. Um, and when you look at the current state of the economy, you look at insecurity, you look at, I was actually looking at a poll by um, NYI mm. polls, and it said um, about six, over 60% of youths in Nigeria want to leave. Um, and I think what is holding a lot of people back is access to leave. Um, so there's that general disillusionment. And, and for many, when there's an, a disillusionment, you think there is no hope or the chances for things getting better are growing slimmer and slimmer. But you see, what I've realized is that in the midst of all this, Nigerians are resilient people. Mm. Um, we have a certain type of resilience that I think we need to harness and, and bring together for national development. Let's take a very simple example. You think about the fuel subsidy removal and the sudden skyrocketing of, of, of prices. Of everything, of, goods, of, everything, of everything. goods and services. Um, one would think that Nigerians would have gone to the streets protesting and, and clamoring. But it just seems as if we have moved on and we are adjusting to our realities. Mm. Um, uh, somebody also said, why we're not taking to the streets? You know, when you remember Lekki and all that, you know, so... Yes. I don't so, know, you know, like... So, yes, so there, there's that. For me, I see that as, as a resilience to just adjust to the conditions we find ourselves in. And I think there has to be a turnaround from just adjusting to begin, like um, um, the other guests mentioned, to begin to reflect and ask certain questions. And I think that we are coming to that point. I think um, engagement of citizens with good governance is on the rise. People are asking certain questions. Um, people are making certain demands. Mm, okay. um, and, and I think for me... Um, rather than look at well rather than just look at the challenges or rather than look at the failures um i think we can look at the opportunities for 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 success we can look at the opportunities for growth we can look at the opportunities to begin to make things right okay um yeah that, okay. that would just be my my summation it's not an entirely good picture but i don't want to come to the point where we get totally hopeless and, okay. and just throw everything down and see. Mm, okay, so Prince, um, uh, this is um, Ezra talking to us about uh, um, how um, we should focus on um, some of the um, you know, posit positives that um, we have achieved over the years. So we were talking about um, achievements, right? What do you think are the um, most notable achievements that um, we have um, experienced since... Um, um, 1st of October, 1960. Well, what we have experienced is that we are the most religious nation in the world. And that's why in the independence of the Russian there are and ask God for direction. Okay, Nigerians are right to defeat themselves. What, what, what do you mean uh, the positive? What positive? 
as you say to you, have four refineries that the leaders intentionally, systematically damaged so that the four refineries will not work, so that their um, crewing, family members, wife, dear friends will be important for us. Are you celebrating the public university? Are you celebrating the public secondary schools and primary schools? Are you celebrating the healthcare delivery? Our roads are the most dangerous roads, I'm sure. More dangerous than Afghanistan and Pakistan put together. So let the black people not mark that job. I begin to talk about positive. What positive? Let me tell you, I'm a journalist, you know that. From Now that you've mentioned it, uh, Prince, Prince, now that you've mentioned it, right, um, the media aid to the president, right, um, and Galele, right, uh, said that even after they fixed the refinery, that Nigerians shouldn't expect that the price of petrol would, um, you know, be drop and all that, you know. What do you make of that? He's joking. He knew nothing about the uh, petroleum when we reach the bridge, we will cross it. Let them have the political will to fix it. Okay, my heart is bleeding. That a nation that is so blessed with over 1,000 natural and mineral resources that the, that the citizens are speaking from the feet, that the hunger is a land, that the citizen is a land, and we are asking us to celebrate. They say, all this thing they are now saying, that's what they say, he will save 20 dollars, uh, what do you call it? The spokesman saying, it will be expensive. Give them what they sell it in dollars to Nigeria. We will fight for the refinery to be closed down. Mm. We will build it in the U.S. The dollar, our, our, our national currency. Mm. It's because of the impunity and the audacity of the ruling class and the only that we are here, we are today. That's what I'm telling you. It's also cool. Nelson Mandela died at the South African General Hospital. All the treatment was there. Go to common Ghana, go to common Kotodu. 
and they have to be this pandemic. And the giants of Africa is celebrating 53 years. The same time with India and Korea. And nobody is comparing. All you keep telling us we have some possessions. We are united. So Nigerians can speak as a speaking and speak Alabama at the same time. Is is that achievement? Then the one thing we have achieved. Okay, Prince. Okay. Let people come out and tell me what we are celebrating. We are not we are celebrating mediocrity, we are celebrating bad roads, bad hospitals. They say Nigeria does not have the highest number of bad people, people with mental challenges in the world. And why wouldn't they? How much is the salary of a, a, a citizen? How much are they paying them? What's the basic take home? Even you guys that are in the private sector, is it because some of us in the media are packaging ourselves? Okay, what is your take to hope every day? What you are taking wrong? Can you even solve your own problem? Talking on that of your wife and your children is a land that is overflowing with milk and honey. All the estates that are swinging up in Abuja, who owns them? Are we not journalists? And we come every day to deceive ourselves and say we will line up when they fly, uh, we go to mosque and pray, go to church and pray. That's how they deceive us. Why are they not praying over their things? Okay. I to be good there. You should to protect this country. And for eight years, a retired general can come in security in Nigeria, and we want us to celebrate it. You know, um. Okay, uh, Prince, let me just pause you once again. Uh, Ezra, um, Prince at some point talked about leadership. Mm. Uh, basically, that's what he's been, just been talking about. And um, quite a number of people have talked about our leadership since um, the inception of um, independence and all that. You know, they, they, they've always asked this question, what has our leadership been like? You know, um, has, it, has it been people-oriented and all that? You know, just what do you think? What do you make of it? Um, so I, I think, um, that when you look at our experiences, you can quickly point to, um, a failure of leadership. Um, um, and I'll just use the example of, of the founder of the Kuka Center, um, he used, mm. um, with a media chat. He said the problem we've had, um, in Nigeria, particularly with our democratic transitions is that we don't seem to have people who were intentional about leadership and mm. what they wanted to achieve. He, he thinks it sort of, sort of felt like they stumbled into the position or circumstances just um, connived to put them in that particular place. And so there was no clear long-term plan for what um, they wanted to see the Nigerian state become. And I think that is that that is one of the things we have suffered as a country that um, as a people we can't look and say that this was the vision or this is the vision our leaders, those who fought for independence, saw for Nigeria and so we're pursuing it. Um, and so it explains some of the history we have had with coups and counter coups and then um, democracy coming in various forms and then the military coming back to take over. So there has been that continuous start and stop, start and stop, and there is no clear plan. And, and the thing is, you need leadership to chart that vision. Mm. Um, um, you take a look at democracies that have functioned. We're, we're practicing the American federalism system. Yeah. 
And if you look at that country, the founding fathers had a vision of what they wanted America to be. But you can be sure that the founding fathers did not live through the experience, through the realization of that of that vision. So, for example, they said that America will be a land for every free person, mm. a land of the free and the brave. Mm. Yet, the brave. amongst those founding fathers, they were slave owners. <laughs> Do you see okay. the irony? Okay. Mm. But then you live in an Amer America is a is a country today where okay there is no slavery as as they had then, mm. um, but the civil rights movements happened in 20th century, not in, you understand? Mm. So there's that progressive growth. We need leaders who will chart a vision that that would outlive them. Mm. And that um, you others know, apart from just chatting a vision, continuity has exactly. been another problem. Continuity has, has, has been, has been um, one of the issues. That positive continuity. Exactly. <laughs> yes, actually, okay. positive mm. continuity continuity mm -hmm. so it's not a continuation of a lot of the things we 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 see see today mm -hmm. it's about charting a vision that is people oriented you know um and for us at the coca center that 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 is one thing that we are looking at leadership um um in fact the the coca center is the coca center for faith leadership and public so, so leadership is 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 key to that. Okay, and you know what? Let me just pause you there, um, Prince. Okay. Uh, Prince, you're there. Uh, Prince, uh, I'll get back to you after the break. We need to take a short break now. I'll get back to you after the break. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, Abuja. Um, do stay tuned. We'll just take a short break, and we'll be right back. Okay, you're welcome back. Abuja and this is still the studios of Crowther Radio 104.5 FM, your family love station on the hills of Mbappe here in the nation's capital. is gone 44 minutes past the hour of nine and the program is still the podium. However, it is a Friday, so once again, it is NOI Polls Friday. My name is OK and I'm your host. I have uh, a moment meeting with Dio from NOI Polls here with me in the studios and uh, Ezram Ajanya, head of programs the Cooker Center here with me in the studios as well. Gentlemen, you're welcome back. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you. Okay, and uh, not forgetting that we actually did speak uh, with um, Prince uh, Timothy Ophebu, a veteran journalist and a political analyst on the phone. And let's just get him back on the phone. Um, let's just try to get him back on the phone. And I remember, Abuja, we, today we are taking a look at uh, the polls conducted by NOI polls that is talking about our independence. And um, we did say quite a lot before we went on a break. I will say some more before we leave the studio. Hello, uh, Prince, you're welcome back. Thank you. Okay, so, uh, Prince, of course, um, we did um, listen to um, uh, quite um, everything you said. And... Um, uh, going on uh, in, in the program, we just want to um, know, what do you think are some of the very prominent um, challenges that we have as a nation? Okay, number one is that our presidential system of governance is not to be working. You see, the presidential system we copied from America Ghana, our neighbor, and South Africa, they are not practicing it. Mm. They have a modified presidential comparamentary uh, of governance. In fact, have you been Nigerians listening to that 
white man led the labor movement. He suggested that we have, we have a modified presidential There's so much power is in the center, in the hands of the president. It was a movement that even suggested that we have a modified one, whether we have one president and two vice presidents. It was in the created North East, South East, South South, to which we come from to, to represent their interests. It was pushed down. Nobody did. Yeah, they picked only that South South and South East and the two geopolitical zones they created. Let me now say this. Um, it's here that a president that will contest the election will be the one that will appoint the INEC chairman and the INEC commissioner. We fear that the same president will appoint the uh, president of Court of Appeals and the chief justice. We fear that the same president will talk about appointing EFCD chairman. When you look at even when the new president now came that we are waiting for the Supreme Court to ask him to go on our separate side, the first thing he did was change all these things so that he will also be in control. When we make the center unattractive, like in the days of our founding fathers, every section will go home and mm, it will trickle down. What happens is that everybody is coming to the center with a little place to collect the monthly allowance with a monthly share the money and go home and do nothing. I know a governor that once they pay that palliative five billion, the next day he travel with the family holiday at America for two weeks. What are we hiding in this country? So we must modify. Presidential is very, very expensive. I have asked this question. What do we need the House of Representatives for? What are they doing? Three hundred and sixty of them. You will give them houses, give them cars, give them aid. To do the same work we see maybe doing. Do they have it in South Africa? No. Do they have it in Ghana? No. That's why they come. So we pay so much on this. And then number two thing I am so I am looking forward to is a bundle I make. Let me tell you this, Nigerians and okay, the moderator. I'm living in a humorous mood and say, do we need the election again? How do we need that? Okay, if you want to do anything in Nigeria uh, contesting for liberty, just go to court. Because if you notice it, every person is in court. Every governorship elected is being contested. Senatorial resort is being contested. House of Rights is being contested. Presidential Hazard is being come to America. We are not contesting it again in Nigeria. We are taking it to America. Why? Because of INEC. It's not doing it right. It's too big. In one of the international uh, television, they say, abundantly. Look at India. India have 1.3 billion people. They will have the election and nobody will go to court. At our own, only about 20 million people will vote it, and we will spend everything court, because we confirm this, confirm that, do this, do that, create green court governors, do this. It's not fair. It's because that we have, once we got INEC right, 
and people have absolute trust in timing. Honestly, our democracy will grow because the time will be free, will be fair, and will be predictable. The one we have is that any person in some state, you shall see, if you, if you read some of the judgments, you will read, I'm not a lawyer. They look at Kami. They look at Kami. They simply say that there are 158,000 invalid votes added to that of the man that won. The question is that within Kami issued the man's certificate of return. How do they prove this thing was only added to from where? Who added the new fighting? It's an Imeric fighting. So they are, they are endangering this country. So if we take care of the presidential system to modify presidential parliamentary system, handle INEC, and then let no government do any other thing in this country, let there be security and life 247. The girls will do the right. Okay. Okay, um, Prince, um, I would have loved to let you go on and on, but um, time is um, fast uh, running out. Thank you so much. Um, it's been amazing having you. And, uh, of course, I will uh, find a way to get you uh, to the studios um, to join us on one of these days. I hope that is fine with you. Okay, happy to you, okay? I'm in Lagos. Oh, okay. I'm on Lagos for business, and I'm telling you here... Uh, Prince, I just have to let you go now. Thank you so much. And um, you've been educating and entertaining. Okay. Have an amazing weekend. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much. All righty then. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, Abuja just had to let him go there. We're almost out of time. Uh, so, Ezra, before we leave the studios, let me have you just talk a little on, um, you know, the... Uh, um, our uh, guest, the, the other guest, the uh, prince, tried talking about our democracy as being one of the things that, um, one of the challenges that he sees us having as a nation. Now, um, what are some sectors like education, like the health, like security, like the economy? You know, people have talked about um, diversifying, people have talked about mining, you know, tourism and all that, diversifying our economy. What do you make of all of this? Um, Thank you very much. What it just highlights is 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 that um, Nigeria is awash with with the capacity to to flourish, um, and I also say that Nigeria is not lacking in human capacity to do to to be productive. What primarily is lacking is the will to drive it forward. And mm. um, like we've been talking about, um, you need people who will who will drive that forward um you need persons with a vision whether it's in education or it's in solid minerals um or in security like you look at um, the noi pool um, the top three challenges mm. insecurity yeah. the economy and corruption yes and if you see the percentages they are not far apart 23 percent 20 20 percent so people have highlighted um, those important things. Insecurity, security of life and property. 
Um, I mean, any country that that values a citizen knows that they want to secure the life of one citizen and what the citizen can contribute. But you know, you wake up in Nigeria and you hear that X number of people have been kidnapped or there was an attack here and there. Um, so uh, for me, these, those three sectors are, are things that um, we need to begin to, to look at. And mm. the good thing is that um, civil society organizations like, like ours, um, whom we partner with, are looking into all these things okay. and engaging with government, demanding certain things from government, certain okay. expectations from government. I think what we can look forward to um, is that um, even though democracy has not produced um, in a way that Nigerians expected, there are people still demanding that it can produce. We have the capacity to produce. And we thank um, NY Pools and, and even Love FM that gives this opportunity mm. to even soon highlight this as well. Okay, uh, basically we're out of time. I would love to go on and on, but um, time is saying otherwise. A big, big thank you uh, to Momi Temidai, your communications officer, NOI Polls. Uh, not forgetting Ezram, a giant head of our programs, the Kuka Center, and also Prince Timothy Ofrebu, a veteran journalist and a political analyst. Thank you so much, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank, thank you, you very much. much. Okay, Abuja, till same time next week is with me. Okay, Anya, do have an amazing weekend. God bless. <laughs> Come on and